Good afternoon. This is Sheila Dean, uh, airing a special vignette brought to you here at the Unsanctioned Citizen. <clears throat> I'll do these occasionally because I'm really feeling something strongly that's informing me about the electronic culture, our society, and I'm getting I'm getting strong information. And sometimes we are really in a place where we're absorbing a lot of uh, online toxicity and there's just a lot of negativity. There's just a huge glut of it and it's like a giant fire hose that is rushing at you very fast. Uh, oftentimes you aren't, aren't really, there's not enough time to process everything that you're seeing. And, and it's, it's videos of, of old compromised women in wheelchairs being beat the crap out of by by a CNA for instance like nobody wants to see that um, that should be a, a video that you share with the police and with the woman's family it shouldn't be online um, also videos of you know arbitrary acts of violence between teenagers inside of a, of a schoolroom you know, I saw two or three videos just like that today on Twitter, and these are the things that are kind of emerging into my feed, you know, under the For You column. I didn't used to see these, uh, but I'm seeing more of them. And, and what it's really beginning to kind of show me is because this is an involuntary grab on my attention. These are violent acts I would never otherwise see. So I'm going to invite some people. So... <clears throat> In addition to that, there's just a lot of glut of information in this space. What we know about the internet is that at the moment, by and large, it is a surveillance monetary model. It's a surveillance-based monetary model. And in this surveillance model, nobody has any relative privacy and everybody's kind of captured prey so to speak. Information, in, as a body of information, we are like a an imprisoned culture. And that is, that's a difficult thing for me to admit out loud. I want you to know that. I don't say it lightly. I don't feel good about it. But there's no reason why we should voluntarily submit to a culture where we you know, we're asked to do this on, on a daily basis. I have, I've written about this on my blog, on my professional blog, associated with my name, uh, that, that the people who architect this, this hostility, and surveillance is hostility. You just need to know that. People who are constantly on top of you are there watching you you know, they put themselves in a position of power, trying to play paternal interest, like, oh, I do this for your protection. No, they do it for their own trying of a peace of mind, okay? People who believe that they have to constantly, constantly, constantly watch without any type of faith or good faith exchange between two beings, you know, letting you out far enough, you know, they, they are not going to give you any margin for dishonesty. They just want to control you. 
So the purpose of surveillance is control. It is to watch everything you do. It is an act of direct hostility. Spying is hostility. And it's very difficult for the leaders at the top, 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 typically to understand this because they use surveillance to make themselves to self-soothe. Okay? They, they, they don't feel like they are present. They don't feel like they're, they're, they feel like a disembodied spirit unless someone is paying attention to them. So it coerces an environment where you have to pay attention to somebody who's on top of you, like a bully, right? You have to pay attention to them at that point. And that's not really a fair situation. That, that's, that's prison culture. So you've got a bunch of people who self, really self-important people who want power, they want to control other people. They found a bunch of technologists who will indulge them Okay, they got some power, they got some money, they buy the surveillance, and then they create a situation. When I say a situation, they create a business model out of surveillance so that everyone may be watched and we may control or attempt to control all people. Okay, and what happens is in this surveillance uh, situation, it, became, it becomes an electronic panopticon. Okay, you know, you've got this tower, it's watching everybody, doing everything at all times. People get the impression that they're inside of a small prison or they're in, in a kind of an open air prison. Okay, and what happens? People start grouping off into uh, little gangs and tribes. Of, well, we're the, you know, we're the Aryan Brotherhood over here and the Bloods and the Crips and the, you know, you know, the spider club over here, you know, we've got, you know, that's that's what prison culture is. And then these all these, you know, people who are trying to test loyalties and are you on my team? And so the people in the Panopticon deliberately start for their own entertainment and to maintain control, they elicit problems or conflicts, artificial conflicts between the different gangs in the prison to keep things off kilter. This is what happens. You know, they, they, this is their way of punishing the prisoners, actually, and and to maintain control. Again, this is about this. This is a psychopathic turn of control. And when you entertain surveillance, that's all they're doing. Now, I'm gonna flip back to something I was I was doing yesterday. Everybody watches the, the Super Bowl on Sunday in February. That's what they do. That's what we do in America. It's American culture. We watch the Super Bowl. Okay? But uh, I went to the grocery store, and I, I've really been kind of increasingly and incrementally super creeped out by the self-checkout lanes. There you go. Self-checkout lanes don't always tell you when they're watching you. There are dome cameras over every single orifice, every register... There's cameras inside of the register. Uh, you're, you're scanning your own groceries. So this is labor that you're doing on your own behalf. Some of the registers don't allow you to use cash. They are card only. 
And I think the intention is to like phase out the cash so that they can only do card only and everything is under a transactional microscope. I think, I think that's kind of the design is to get you to do this to yourself for them because they have made so much money from transactional surveillance thus far. So I'm beginning to see it. It's just another voluntary form of capture. Like, come on, come into the cage. Come into the mousetrap. Come on, come on, come on, come on. No, you need to be in here. Gotcha. And this happens over and over again. Every single platform that runs on a surveillance-based model does the same thing. No, you, this is for your benefit. No, this is for you. This is for your benefit. And they tell you this over and over and over again, but the outcome is the same. You do the work. You become the product. You are surveilled. And uh, they get all the money and the control and the power. See how that works? Every single time. As long as, it, as it's a surveillance-based model. It's your information. You are the commodity. And this needs to flip. It needs to change. So people who are in favor of this typically are the, the ones who are in love with their own captors. People who are really in, you know, ensconced in the internet and they really believe in the internet because they have no religion, they've got nothing else in their life. So, so religion is internet, religion is capture of other people to force them to be with them because they have nothing, they, they, they don't want God. God isn't good enough for them for some reason, probably because there's a contest between their reality and God isn't part of that for some reason. God hasn't been invited. Divinity hasn't been invited because that would that would challenge their own sense of self-importance. In a narcissistic culture that kind of pimps your delusions, this is the other piece of this. You know, people are drawn into the internet. No, this is good for you. This is for your benefit. You're going to get friends. People are going to like you. They're going to love you. You're going to be famous. And so there's all this enticing talk, but they're still pimping you out, information-wise. The results is the same. It's the same. They're just pimping your information. They're pimping a version of you and making money. That's what's happening. And, you know, just be aware this is what's happening. It's, it's happening concurrently. It hasn't changed. There's been lots of congressional hearings. There's been lots of talk about it. There's a lot of, you know, counter-narrative challenges towards people like me who are like, ah, why don't you just lay down and let them fuck you? Why don't you just give up? You know, it's over. Privacy's dead. You know, who are you? Who, who are these people who are saying, lay down, it's over? What do they get out of me doing that on my own behalf? Well, typically, they're, they're people who work in the information space they're people who benefit from the model, and they are people who don't want to stand up for themselves. So they think it's easier to fight you and to get you to do what they do uh, rather than uh, doing something different. You know, it's not that they like where they are, it's that if you do something different, it will prove that what they're doing isn't quite right. And that's an assault to their ego, which is why God is not allowed. Ego is king. No, no other God shall exist. Let's move on. So, 
Now that I got that out of my throat, these are, these are vignettes from inside this panopticon. I needed to say that the surveillance control system is there, capitalizing on you, in a form of hostility. The people on top, at the top, know that the control, they believe that this benefits them. And they are seriously out of touch. They have a serious deficit of empathy and they're operating on a type of, let's just say it, narcissistic delusion, okay? Because they don't resonate with the fact that you need privacy, basic privacy. So they'll, you know, they'll dispatch things like a three-letter agency goes to Yeoman social media group, uh, gives this university a grant to uh, manufacture suspicious activity reports on things that aren't crime. Uh, those universities then report to Yeoman Social Media Club and says, take this person down. And if not, make sure that they are shamed. So then there's, a, there's another subculture of contractors. Um, let's call them kind of the Hitler Youth or you know, online soldiers of, you know, thoughtastic purity. Those people are given a special insider track, you know, and told, they pet their heads and tell them they're special. And then they say, well, here's some information. Here, here are a list of our thought criminals. <laughs> okay. Can you do something about this? We'll just turn our head and look the other way. Ugh. And then uh, here is their their geolocation uh, uh, information. Can you send people to their supermarket when they're shopping or or when they're out, you know, golfing or, you know, if they're out with their kids or, you know, whatever it is that they're doing, running errands at, at, at Home Depot. Just make sure that they're looked at hard. Can you do that? Can you do that, Hitler Youth? Electronic Hitler Youth? Can you can you go there and look at them hard and get a group of you to go do that? You know, don't tell them what they did wrong. Don't tell them. Don't don't touch them because that would be assault. And and still, we wouldn't be able to cover for you if you actually touch them. But uh, just go harass them a little bit. You know, we're in the, in the common common real life space given this this information that we have that we're abusing so this has happened uh, it happened during the pandemic which actually has been quite long it's been like a three-year-long Chinese style pandemic there's a reason for that all the policy came from China and the disease came from China so it's been governed and executed like a Chinese pandemic, which never really ends, by the way. You know, what I, I used to really think something about the Chinese culture. Like, why the hell is an old woman, you know, from Hunan province or wherever, why is she wearing a mask while crossing the freeway? There's no pandemic. Nothing's going on. Why is she doing that? Well, because, you know, the Fauji clan in charge of public medicine, and it's all public medicine over there, 
uh, decided to tell her that she is a bad person if she doesn't wear her mask. Okay? And she didn't want to die that day or any day, so she's like, okay, I'll just wear the mask. Not even in China anymore, wearing the mask. So that's what's up with that. When I see that mask, I think Chinese subservience, because that's what they do over there. That's not really what we do here in America. I know people don't say that, but I'm saying that because I have an ability to say it because I have freedom of speech. Heretofore, also, this is the state of Texas. There was a law that was passed that you can't censor Texans in Texas using any kind of social media. So what's really weird to me is that there's a lot of federal resources being pilled out to these contractors and subcontractors to do all this covert surveillance using online media. You know, they, they shelled out federal tax money by and for American citizens who are on American lands to censor Americans. And I think that this is ludicrous, it's illegal, and um, and it's, it's coming to the fore now. Yes, everybody's hearing about it. You're going to hear more about it. But the real crime here is that our government paid people to do this, and the checks are still going out. The checks are still going out. Like, there's still grants, they're payable. People are, are you know, putting food on their table from surveillance right now, which burns my butter, man. I don't like it. I think those people should go find another job. There's a lot of jobs out there that don't rely on government money. And, you know, telling people, you know, you'll be better. You'll be the guy in charge if you surveil your neighbor. This is how the Stasi, like, mind screw came of avail among the Germans. So you can't, you can't go for this. This is not acceptable, all right? You know, if you, if you think that you are in favor of peace and freedom, if you have a grasp of this, you can't say, I'm in favor of moderating surveillance on the general public who has a First Amendment right and a Fourth Amendment right. Actually, all of the amendments, which I will read here shortly to you. First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech of the press or the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. The government cannot retaliate against you for redress of grievances. You, you say and speak out because Amendment 1. Amendment 1 gives you the power to say, no government, you shall not do this. You shall not do this with my money. No taxation without representation. No, 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 no. Amendment 2. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's pretty explicit. People can defend themselves in America. Amendment 3. No soldier shall in time of peace 
be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in a time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. By law. So that's uh, that's so that people can't just come in and occupy your home like a bunch of Nazis and just set up a set up a, a, a war room right in the middle of your living room because I'm the government. So that was what Amendment 3 was about, which is routinely brushed off the table, by the way, by a lot of people who practice law. They're like, oh, uh, I don't like that amendment. So you're going to hear a lot of that from crappy lawyers. They're bad lawyers. And I, I, I really hope that there will be improvement in our legal society because there's a lot of people who are practicing law who hate the Constitution. Amendment 4, the right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects against unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause supported by the oath or affirmation and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. So no warrantless searches. Amendment 5. This is your Bill of Rights. No person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury. This is so important. No person shall be held to answer. Like, I don't got to talk to you. I don't, I don't have to tell you anything. Show me your indictment. Where is your... Where is the the writ of grand jury? I don't have to talk to you about this. I don't have to answer to you. Except in cases arising in the hand, uh, in the land or naval forces, or in the militia, there is an exception. When in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice, this is the double jeopardy clause, to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law. So, asset forfeiture is should be no no. Nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. So, we got a lot of work to do to recon the Fifth Amendment. Amendment 6. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial, speedy and public trial, by an impartial, not a Kafkaian, like, behind closed doors with, you know, a jury of two people who saw something in the field and in some foreign nation. Like the CIA or something. Those are not your captors nor your prosecutors. So it's an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed. Which district shall have been previously ascertained by law and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation? At least show us what you accuse us for. Show us I need to face my accuser. These people who magically appear and their thought criminal indictments never say what you did wrong. They never tell you 
what 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 was it? What was it that what infraction did you did you do? That this is this this state uses means to harass you. You don't know. And I think that's part of the you know, command and control problem that we have. Amendment VII. That would be Amendment 7. In suits at common law where the value of in controversy shall exceed $20, the right of trial by jury shall be preserved, and no fact tried by jury shall be otherwise reexamined in any court of the United States according to the rules of the common law. So, access to the courts. Amendment 8. Excessive bail shall not be required. Okay? Yes, bail reform. It's not perfect, but excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor, I think, dual and uh, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. Cruel and unusual punishments are being inflicted in our prisons. Exposing people to harms that don't involve a sentencing of the people, that is wrong. Amendment 9. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retrained, retained, sorry, retained by the people. That should be pretty clear. I'll just read it again. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights, which are all the rights that I just read to you, uh, shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. So, none of the rights that I have conveyed here should be used to oppress somebody else. Undo, like, there's, there's no reason that, that your freedoms should be used to oppress or shall oppress another. So, but there are times when, when in constitutional law there are conflicts. So, <clears throat> these rights shouldn't be cited like, okay, let's take this, uh, the First Amendment. Right now there's a lot of contest between the First Amendment, calling it hate speech, calling it violence, that sort of thing. And those are guarantees. Okay, so the government should not be able to, by this Ninth Amendment, should not be able to say, because you asked about the vaccine, or you had a question about modern medicine online, uh, well, that's just not okay, and we will disparage you and say that this was, this was something that you have no right to do. You are, you are oppressing others with your speech with your questions of this government. You, by Amendment 1, you have a right to petition the government for a redress of your grievances. So, if they take your money and tax you for services and medicine that they are providing to you by force, and you have a grievance about this because the medicine is injuring you and injuring your, your community somehow, you have every right to speak up about it. And the government shall not use their resources to repress you for that because Amendment 9. Amendment 10. The power is not delegated 
to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. So that's the power of the state that you live in to say, you know what? The law is going to be a little different here, so go pound sand. So there's a supremacy contest ongoing between the Tenth Amendment and the federal government. So the federal government always wants to have all, all the power, but they when they do have all the power, like say in the, <clears throat> in the form of national emergency, uh, they, they do what they do. And so people migrate to red pill states, free state of Texas, free state of Florida, free state of Arkansas. So let me see if there's anybody here. Okay, look, we've got, oh, mostly libertarians. I'm so surprised. Hey, Gregor. It's midday. Would you like to say something? Well, yes, mostly libertarians show up. How wonderful. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm excited because, you know, I'm, I'm finally attracting the right type of ants. <laughs> I love being called an ant. It's six foot four. I don't never been called an ant before. <laughs> you know, I, I just want them marching, um, you know, marching over this way. You know, I just, oh, I'm tired of, of you know, yeah, yeah, communists yeah. coming in the room going, is this a co- another communist room? We're going to talk about communist stuff now. No. <laughs> oh, man, yes. No, well, it's I, not, I, I find man. myself being invited to those too, but, you know, we, there was just an opinion piece in uh, my local paper. Um, someone was complaining because and talking about how it wasn't a, sec, a second amendment issue that these people were target practicing safely on their own property and that this individual was complaining that she had a right to be safe why is my daughter calling me oh daughter your timing well just, just take it and come back and let's see if anybody else wants you the Oregon Libertarian. All right, I'm going to come right, back. All right, you can come back. You're welcome back anytime, Gregor. You know that. See, I'm going to invite the Oregon Libertarian to speak because I always end up missing his show. Can you mute your mic, Gregor? <laughs> what are you doing, Katie? Are you calling me via WhatsApp? Oh, there you are. Gregor, your, your mic is oh, open. Hold on a second. I gotta, I gotta do something really <laughs> quick. I'm fine, but I'm, I'm just gonna... I'm, I was on the other one, so hold on a second. Let me get off of this. Okay, I'm, I just removed him from the queue. <laughs> so, okay, so we have uh, Pedro's back. Uh, Pedro is a good one. Pedro's back. Hey, Pedro. Uh, hi, can you? Oh hear yeah, me well? I I hear you very well. Oh, uh, I was just going to say you were going to invite the Oregon Libertarian, so I was on the Oregon Libertarian oh, last week. Oh, very good. So that, that that's in. all. Okay, that's all. Thanks. That's it. <laughs> you don't want to talk. You don't want to say yeah. anything. <laughs> How are the uh, Orwell ratings uh, going? Uh, uh, I actually didn't read any Orwell yet. Uh, it's just a space to, to talk with my friends, you know. So it's not really uh, Orwell Okay. Because I, I see the Orwell book and I'm, I'm curious. I, I have a curiosity about that. 
So, uh, yeah, it, we actually talked about Orwell ultimately in our conversation, but it's just a subject that I like to talk about, you know. Uh, it, it was just an idea for the show, and then, you know, it's just, but it's just a general talk with friends, you know. I have, a, I have a group of friends here that I talk like Amanda, Andrew, you know. I know, you know those guys. You know I know those guys. They're, uh, they're, they're know, pretty... You know. Andrew's very well-read, and he knows a lot. And uh, Amanda, I think, has been on the program, our program, once or twice at least. You know, if I talk about gun, um, gun rights or gun violence or corresponding gun conflicts, um, she'll come on the program and, and she'll say, say a few words about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are going to do a web project together uh, with other people too. So that's why we we kind of talk offline. Uh, the, these apps on the mm-hmm. Discord. We are going to actually build the website, you know. So I'm, I'm kind of excited oh, about that. Oh, well, that so, that that so. seems developmental. Seems developmental. Are you going to get your own servers? Yes, yes, exactly. With uh, with Martin, I don't know. I don't know who Martin is. Martin Snoop is always on the project. Stupid Cat is on a project. Jade's. Are know most of these guys Jade. engineers? Uh, Marco Marco is a software mm. engineer. You know Marco too. Yeah, yeah. But it makes sense no. that they're they are, they're but... mostly engineers. Um, I know that uh, Sick for Truth was is a. He's a technical guy. He's an engineer. He's been he's been involved oh, okay. with us for a little while. I've got to get back to the write, meaning like the writing. Um, I, I think it's easier sometimes for me to get up here and kind of drain my brain into into this call an app and just do my vignettes. Uh, but sometimes I really get I get really loaded. Um, like like there's there's a huge storm of confluence of of things that are going on, and I I just need to clear like a thundercloud. I just need to clear it out and just show everybody what I know and what I'm, what I'm understanding yes, and seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good thing to do. Yeah. Uh, all, all these people that I talk about, they are more or less on the left. So the, the website is left. We, we know, leaning, we know. You know? It's, it's okay, Pedro. You we know, we know the facts here. <laughs> we're, we're not going to cast dispersions on you because you have, because of the facts. You know, if you told me, you know that that you come from a large family would be like the same thing. You're like, oh, he comes from a large family. Oh, he happens to be a leftist, <laughs> or or he yeah, uh, yeah or he is left-handed. You know, those are just the facts of of the life. You know, that's that's how it is, and you know we understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're not gonna yes, hold it against yes. you. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I know that. Uh, do Do you know the Katie Katie Halper? Oh, Katie show? Halper. Yeah, you she's should... she's invited me one well, a couple times and just to come listen. You should you should uh, tune in every mo- uh, every Monday morning at eleven. What's a. What's her uh, What's her slant on Monday mornings? Like, what does she cover? Like tech or? No, uh, it's it's called useful. Oh, the useful idiots uh, program. Yes. Yes. She does a co-host with Haran Mate, and today w- was with Rania Kalek. I don't know. Oh, I know, know Rania Kalek. I mean, I know her programming. I've been on there a couple of times. I don't, you know, it's it's strong stuff for me. It's strong medicine. I don't I don't try to bother them. I I feel like my my perspective is, you know, is not going to be appreciated. So I don't I don't kind of go over there. I, you know, maybe it makes me kind of a weenie, but 
I'm I'm still kind of tender because I had to sit there and listen to nonstop, you know, communist lefty, you know, stuff for years, and they don't let anyone else talk, and and so I got really disinterested in talking to them for some reason. So, um, so what would you say to somebody who's been more or less, you know, like they they have this whole shutout culture, like do what I want, say what I want you to say, be a robot like us, or get shut out. You know, and you just don't want to talk to people like that because they don't want, they don't really seem to be interested in other people's voices. Uh, well, I think they are. I, I don't uh, do many call-ins. I just like to listen what I have to say. The useful Idiot is a, is a humor about the Sunday talk show. Oh, so it's I, media. I like yeah, it's media. They're covering yeah, the media. It's media. Yeah, they cover the media. The, the, so they have a YouTube show at 10 a.m. when, when they play clips of the cable show Sunday, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, and then they, they make fun of it, right? It's a humor show because Katie is a comedian, is right? So it's, no, no, no I, okay, I'll take that back. She, she can be a comedian. She can be a comedian. The... It's fine. There's nothing, there's no law against that. Okay. I, I do a fair amount of, you know, comedic riffing on, on my own program. Like, I don't, I would never hold that against her. It's a wonderful thing to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but she's not a comedian. She's a podcaster. But she did stand, comedy in the in the early stages. But uh, but I have to I have to go do something. Okay. So well, thanks thanks for calling in, uh, Pedro. Maybe you can invite Oregon to talk. I would I would love to hear what what he has to say. Is anything? I'm I'm a, a guest speaker on the Oregon Friday 8 p.m. Or, uh, usually, so let's see if he wants to come so talk. Maybe. Um, he's okay. he's welcome to come talk because uh, okay. this nice is originally to supposed to be just a vignette, which is typically short. This has gone way longer than I typically go. Um, yeah, this is a calling <laughs> up. We can talk whatever we want, right? More or less. Yeah. Well, okay. All right, talk thanks, Reader. Thanks time. for dropping in. <laughs> so, um looks like we've got if I have sovereignty I can't blame others and then Gregor I guess he had to go Gregor had to had to giddy up I think his uh, his daughter was calling him about something and so I did invite Oregon Libertarian to come up and, and give us a chat um, I want to give a quick shout out to the <clears throat> rage against the war machine uh I guess I could come up with something else, but, you know, I, I think that's fine. You know, but it's... The reason why is because it's so 1995 to say Rage Against the Machine. But then, you know, you, you, you hold that up on a stick and then all the anarchists, like, come out of the woodwork. They're like, yeah, damn rage! And they're like, I'm done. I'm done with this. You and your rage. Ugh! So, um... So if nobody else is going to come up to, to talk, I'm going to... I'm going to wrap it. So I appreciate everybody who's listened and stopped in. Um, the NVIDIA Omniverse, that's a picture of the NVIDIA Omniverse. In the, uh, that's, that's our next uh, virtual panopticon. The next space that you're expected to be a real person, uh, an entity in a 3D enterprise model in graphic representation. Uh, so that they can capture you again. 
Getting you on your phone wasn't enough. Getting you on PC and regular internet and 20 different platforms concurrently in the information. Not enough! Not enough jailers. They gotta do metaverse. So that's that's 3D jail. Anyways, we'll talk to you later. Thank you for stopping in.